Hi everyone, this is the Jay Marissa podcast and this is episode 15, coming to you from Thailand, talking about the good, bad and ugly in combat sports and pop culture. Today my guest is Alex Bublier. He is a professional Muay Thai fighter, one of the few who were living and training out of Benchamek Muay Thai gym with Wokau. He has fought in big promotions such as Muay Thai Grand Prix, Lion Fight and Osa Fight and now residing and training in Hue Hin. So welcome Alex, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. I'm Alex Bublé from Romania originally. Then I moved to England about nine years ago. And then for the past two years, I've been living in Thailand. Just want to train and fight and have as many fights as I can. I've got a very specific number, but we'll get to that later. And I want to reach the top level and be the, the toughest fighter that I can possibly be. Were That's you... all, you know, all about me. Yeah, were you training Muay Thai in Romania? Or did you start in England? No, I've trained Muay Thai. No, sorry. I've trained kickboxing in Romania for eight years. There was no Muay Thai. There still is no Muay Thai in Romania. Really? Uh, there still is, is only a name, but it's just a, a sort of an adaptation of kickboxing. Right. Uh, there will be very soon as I'm, as I'm, I'm going to fight Romania soon. And uh, I want to, I, I think that, that there's a big, big market, open market for Muay Thai in Romania as soon as people see the real Muay Thai and, and understand it. So I'm... Um, preparing in Thailand for that as, as, as much as I can to be able to bring the most authentic version of Muay Thai that I can to Romania. So after the, the first eight years of kickboxing in Romania, I've moved to England, uh, where I've trained for seven years in the Nausea Academy with Christian Knowles. And then two years ago, I moved to Thailand, nearly two years ago. I think it was a year and nine months ago. So what else were you doing in England apart from training and fighting? Well, the reason I actually I went to England, everyone knows Giorgio Petrosian, uh, my wife actually, she spoke to uh, his coach at the time, Alfio Romanut, about training me in Italy. And he said, yes, okay, but at first he's going to need some money to support himself until we can get to fighting at a higher level. So I, I said, right, I'm just going to go to England, work and make money quicker than I would in Romania. And then I'm going to move to Italy. But once I got to England, I got to the Nausea Academy and I found all the professionalism and all the skill set that I ever wanted, really. And I just decided to stay there. Got a job and started training on the side and trying to being, try, and try to balance them for seven years. Yeah, that's nice because in England, the Muay Thai scene is really good. It is indeed. Yeah, so you, were, you studied your Muay Thai career in England then? That's where I started, yes. Mm, so how many fires did you wake up there? In England, I don't know, about 50-ish, 60. Well, that's a lot. It, it is. I for, could, yeah. In the West, yeah, definitely. For, for a Western world, it is quite, quite, quite a lot. Uh, I've got a feeling that there could have been a lot more, but everything you do is one step at a time. You live and learn, and whatever you plan when you don't know something, you end up doing it, and then it, it turns out to be completely different, so you just adapt to what it is. That's the fight and life, I've though. Had, yeah, I've had to adapt to a lot of things. And you fought around Europe as well? I fought in Europe, all over Europe. Uh, I fought all over Asia, and now I'm going to fight in America very soon, yes. Oh, that's really cool. So you never managed to get to Italy? You just went from England straight to Thailand? No, no. I did get to Italy because my wife has family in Italy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, not for vacation. But not Yeah, just for vacation. I've had, I think, a few, three, four fights. I can't remember. I've had a few fights in Italy. Oh, okay. And I fought a few Italians uh, in England as well. But I, I did go to Italy, but never for long term, never for mm-hmm. more than a week. Mm, how, and how's the scene in Italy? It's more kickboxing based. Or... It is uh, quite similar to the Romanian version, but a little bit more advanced. Like it's still a, an adaptation of 
Thai boxing is not as, as advanced as you'd find in in England or France or Australia. Uh, not talking about Thailand, which is in, in, in a league of its own. Uh, but it's, it's, it's getting there, but it's still a little bit behind on, on Muay Thai. Mm. Kickboxing, though, is very good. Interesting. And then when you came to Thailand, you went to Benchimek Gym straight away? or Yes, we went to Myanmar at first, my trainer oh. and I. And we went to Myanmar, which Christian knows is my, my trainer in England. We had a Leslie fight book there. With uh, you know no gloves and headbutts and all that, yeah. and then from me and Ma, he went back to London, and I I came straight to Benjamin. You did the the left way rules like full left way rules, headbutts uh, and I, the I, knockout system. No, the knockout system was uh, they they've taken that out, and the round system they added a three round system or five okay. no five so rounds. Was, was that WLF? Yes, it was WLF. They've added that okay. to be a little bit more more uh, in synchronization with the Western world style so of fighting. So you don't die. <laughs> no, I don't think the dying is an issue. But, just, but I mean, uh, the traditional left way rules where they do the kick where when you knock out and they give you like a five minute break and then you're able to go fight again and get knocked out again and then yes, the same thing yes. over they, and over. They, they, they didn't do that, no. Yeah, well, that's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> so then you went to um, Benjamin Gym that was in Bangkok at the time. At the time, it was in Bangkok, yes. And it was amazing. And that day, it was beautiful. I loved it. I was in so much pain every day. I was, I was hearing the alarm clock to get out of bed, and I was thinking of one reason not to go to training. Like, oh, everything. Maybe I'm injured. Maybe my head hurts. Maybe I'll just fall down the stairs and pretend I can't train. But no, <laughs> I've done it every day, twice a day, eight hours a day, day in day out. Sometimes seven hours a day. That was a part time day. I was so happy. Wow, it's fantastic training yeah. with Borkow. Like, what what was that experience like? Like, how was training anyway? Like, describe maybe a day in the life <clears throat> training at Benjamin Gym. So I started at six o'clock. Well, at first I went there after the Lethway fight. I was injured and battered and broken. I got there, so I fought Saturday evening and Sunday morning. I was in the gym, but I I just went to like have a look. You know, I booked myself in, check 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 myself in. Uh, took the bags and everything and I just went and sat in the ring to have a look at training and Walker's trainer at the time uh, Crew Don with the ponytail oh, and yeah. long hair yeah. he's like you're training Muay Thai and I thought he was asking <laughs> me if I train Muay Thai in general I said yes I train okay come oh dear oh <laughs> really like, yeah my shins were broken my, my nose was literally broken my, my left elbow I, I couldn't I, it was overstretched it was popped it was oh my god I was so injured but he said let's go Let's go there. Wow. <laughs> Hit pads as hard as I could. Straight after the left way fight. Straight after the left, morning after the left Brutal. way fight. <laughs> Straight away. And then I'm thinking, oh dear, yeah, I hope that was all right. And then day after, was, they had a rest, on, a rest day on Monday. And uh, I'm thinking, I didn't know the area, I didn't know anything. What am I going to do on Monday? So I just, I heard pads. I go there, well, who's training? Uh, Pentanong was training. Oh. Yes, Pentanong was the first person I, I spoke to in, in Benjamin, the first one to, to help me. So I went to watch Pentanong train, and I just sat on the ring again at the exact same spot. And uh, Pentanong finishes, uh, once he's done hitting pads, like, oh, you, come sparring. <laughs> There's something wrong with this spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I started sparring with Pentanong. It was the best sparring I've had. He was very happy with it. I was very happy with it. We started talking. We got to be very, very good friends. Then the next day, Buokal came in. The next day, Superbon came in. Oh, that's so cool. And it was just amazing. I've had a, a roster of nine different, nine different world champions in, in Benchmark wow. to, to train with. And uh, another, another roster of uh, junior fighters. Junior as in 18, 17, 18, yeah. but not 30 years old. Like 
Um, <laughs> and it was, it was just great. It was a fantastic experience. I was at my best and I felt invincible. I didn't care how injured I was, who I was fighting, who you were. I mean, I'm going I'm to beat you. That's, I'm here to beat you. And I won, I think, uh, seven international fights, including a world title belt within the first three months. In the first six wow. months, I was, I was at 11 fights. I had one loss because I, I, I split my, my right chin and I, I, I fought a southpaw. He was very good. It was, if, if it would have gone five rounds, I would, have, I would have stopped him. But in three rounds, he just, just edged me. Mm-hmm. I know at that time, a lot of the fighters were fighting kickboxing in China as well. Were you? Yes. Oh, wow. I was doing that. I was doing that. So I split my shin on, um, I think it was the 20-something of what's before March? February. And then on the 4th of March… I was in, was it 4th of March or something similar? Mm-hmm. I was, six days after that, I, I, was, I was in China fighting on WLF and smashing a guy with left kick. Oh As God. I said, with that level, the, the quality of training I've had there and the sheer volume of training, I didn't care who I was How fighting. How was the with. fight? Oh, I just, I just destroyed a guy with left, oh, left kicks nice. and left knees. Yeah, that, that's all I've done is just left kick and left knee. Because wow. my right leg was, <laughs> was broken. Oh I was doing God. my medicals in trousers so the doc- doctors wouldn't see the, the shin. And then, and then uh, during, during the fight, I had to pull the anklet as high as I can. Luckily enough, they have a quite tall anklet and it went just on the edge of the, of the cut. I think during the fight, they, couldn't, they wouldn't be able to stop, stop the fight anyway due to that. You know, it's already too late. Once you're in the ring... Unless it's like absolutely it's, it's pouring. Bleed. Yeah, it's when it's, it was. Yeah, when oh. so not because it was uh, it was it was just glued. But if I would have kicked it, I would have gotten checked. That oh, was you glued that. it. Uh, I I glued it. You didn't stitch it. No, no stitches. Oh no, because if I would put stitches, I I couldn't find anymore. So just just glued it. But before the years before when it happened, I had to have stitches in it. Oh, and okay. It was terrible. Yeah, twice uh, the fight. I think twice the fight got stopped, and twice I managed to go the distance. Mm. But the two times it got stopped, it was just pouring blood and I was slipping everywhere. I just couldn't, couldn't, yeah. So then later after that, were you a sponsored fighter at Benjamin? How did, how, what was that situation? Yeah, so I went there with, I think I've had $1,500. No, I had a little bit more than that. I can't remember exactly what they paid me. And, uh, but I, I just managed to pay off all my debts and, and secure all the loose ends I've had in England. Mm-hmm. And with the little money that I had left, uh, my wife Arina, she had to stay in England because we couldn't, we didn't have enough stability to for both of us to come to, to Thailand. So I just went to Banchamek, paid one full month, and I said to them, "Look, I want to fight." And they look at me like, "Yeah, it's all the time they get foreigners saying that." They, yeah, they, I'm they sure they get so fight. many. She, well, I'm serious. I want to fight. I want to fight. And every day I'm like, "One, one." I see book up. Will you, will you give me fight? I see <laughs> Mister Mister Yim, the manager. Yeah. You, you give me fight. Uh, Mr. Duang, the agent, you give me fired. Everyone, you give me fired. <laughs> At one point, I said, okay, okay, just get this guy a fight. So he, <laughs> so he, he shows just up. get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, but I went there. I found the hardest training guy that I could. At the time, it was Sang Nang Banchamek, uh, this 18-year-old kid that you couldn't touch in sparring. He was so good. And I'm thinking, I'm going to do everything you do and then some. Wow. Where is he now? Oh, I can't remember. Maybe Rin Muay Thai. Oh, okay. Because he changed him like like three times since. Mm. So at first I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with him. But then within within a couple of weeks, I started doing everything he done and more. And they respected that in, in Benjamin. They they really appreciated the fact that I was working hard. And, yeah, they need to see your work ethic for sure. Y- yes, and uh, the fact that I wasn't getting, I wasn't scared of fighting. Like I could take a beating. I, I still can. It's not a good thing. Don't take beatings. But <laughs> if I have to, I can. 
And then they gave me a fight in Lumpini. And I'm thinking, this is my only chance. If I don't score this fight properly, mm-hmm. I haven't even got enough money to book myself a ticket back. <laughs> it, was, it was do or die. And we managed to, to do it. Yeah, that was a great experience as well, fighting in Lumpini. So what's Bucket your tips list. for anyone who wants to get a sponsorship at Benchamag or any other Muay Thai gym? At whatever Muay Thai gym you're at, anywhere in life, not just Muay Thai, anything you do, just do it to the best of your ability, do it as hard as you can. If you haven't got uh, a mark, if you haven't got anything to compare to, find the guy that's already the best at it, see everything he does, and then do more. That's great advice. Easy. Yeah. So then after that, bank, um, Benchamag gym in Bangkok moved to Chiang Mai. Yeah, so a lot of things changed during that time. Changed. Yeah, like I know, like, so, like as you said, the younger generation of fighters who are around eighteen to twenty years old, they just scattered all around Bangkok to different Muay Thai gyms. Some of them stopped fighting, then got back into fighting, and so many things. But you, you went with them to Chiang Mai. Yeah, I tried to stay loyal to Bukov for as long as possible because he's such a great person. All the whole team and everybody there, I just felt like I was home. Aww. You know, it was like like a family. Like this is where I belong. But somewhere, somewhere along the line, our purposes diverged, and they focused on their business side of things, and and, and I needed something different from my fighting side of things. Right. And after about a year in, uh, yeah, it was about a year and a bit, I think, in in, in Borkov Village, uh, we decided to part ways. Sadly, this happened four months ago, and so in so four or five months ago, in total, I was with. Uh, off for about a year and a half. Oh no. wow, that's a long time. Yes, a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how? But what was it like in the Chiang Mai in Borkov Village? What it's was it like there? Beautiful. Uh, it's probably the most beautiful place I've seen in Thailand. Now I haven't been to the islands and all that touristy stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know. All I've done is fight. But it was amazing. So the the village is situated at the base of two mountains, and imagine waking up at five or six in the morning. You sit on your porch in a nice little bungalow. And then uh, you watch the mist set on top of the mountains. You still see the the, the tips Aww. and the forest, and you hear the river next to you. And uh, my black cat meowing. Oh, <laughs> you adopted just, a cat. There I even as had well. a cat. <laughs> I even had a cat. It's amazing. It's just far enough out of Chiang Mai, so you don't, so you can't go every day. So there's no distractions, but it's close enough to go when you need to. Right. And I really appreciate that, and I love that. I love the seclusion. Uh, He's built the man's built a village. Like, yeah. come on, man. the mouth. Well, the I mean, Borkow, he's a country boy, so and he will always be a country boy, no matter yes. if he's driving a Lamborghini or whatever, he'll still be a country boy. Because I've, I've actually been to his place in Surin, in Nissan, yes. and it's literally just a farm, like, there's nothing there. It's like 10 houses, but isn't he it? loves it, he loves it. And it is, it's too hot though. I, I didn't like it's, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no aircon? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. In, in general, I think it's the hottest place in Thailand, isn't oh. it? It felt like I was boiling. I was cooking, not even boiling. But uh, being there, I, I just went there to fight once. I have watched oh. your documentary or your interviews. It was crazy. With, yes, <laughs> interviews. He's a, he loves his animals. He loves his, uh, his rice. He mm-hmm. loves all of that country life. And that's commendable, respectable and commendable at the same time. Yeah, he's staying true to himself. Because mm. I even know, like, it's a hassle for him. You know, he can't go anywhere. This, you know, now he's such a celebrity that, yeah, when he's at home, he's at home. And that's how he prefers to be. Yeah. yeah. Every time we went out, like, with, I thought it was just, like, in Bangkok because he's got the gym in Bangkok. But no, everywhere in the country. We yeah. went to Chiang Mai, went to Konken. Uh, I don't want to talk about Isan <laughs> as too much. 
everywhere you go, there's like literally as soon as someone sees him, people swarm around mm-hmm. him. But the most amazing part in Isan was in uh, Surin. We went to Ban Songnong, which is the, his home place. But then all the other villages around, the most amazing place that they don't just go to take photos for Facebook. You know, the youngsters do that because of all the social media. But the, 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 all the elder people and everyone just goes to talk to him and, and touch him Aww. and see him. And I'm like, wow, you know, just out of sheer respect and love for him. I've never seen that. We don't have anyone that loved in my country. Well, I mean, like he invested so much in Surin as well. Like I think he like bought um, or like paid for temples to be built there and schools, and schools. And yeah. yeah yeah he really helped that <clears throat> community so no wonder people love him not not just for being famous but for what he's done Absolutely. what he's given back to that community well, that's really nice and now he's not really fighting so much sorry he's not really fighting so much anymore I no he think. is uh, this year he isn't because of some business thing they got going on which mm. uh, I'm not allowed to, or I don't know much about anyway. <laughs> But okay. he's fighting. Last year he was fighting. I think he had like ten fights last year, which is not bad for okay. a man that's thirty-seven years old. Yeah, considering yeah. ten fights a year for a Muay Thai fighter, you know, for a man that's thirty-seven years old, I think it's spectacular. It's more than youngsters fight when they're my age. I'm that's 30. true. When when they're like someone else's age, that's younger. And also, <laughs> you know, when you run out of opponents, pretty much, then I don't think it? I don't think he can ever run out of opponents because when you get to that high of a level everyone's just gonna not everyone but me personally if I weren't wouldn't have been training with Burkow I always dreamt of fighting Burkow mm. I don't care if I lose or if I beat him or if I knock him or if whatever I just want to share the ring you know like you get a phone call do you want to fight Burkow if, even if I'm in hospital I'm like, yeah no, <laughs> let me just take my IVs off and it I'm, would be like an experience of a lifetime exactly sure. I don't ever think he's gonna run out of opponents mm, okay that's true anyway back to you so like um, what have been your biggest fights in your career so far? Well, I fought the number one British fighter, Charlie Peters. I fought him twice. Uh, I fought a few very good sides. I fought, you know, Seedman. I fought him in all-star fight. Southport, very annoying for me because I was injured. <laughs> very annoying. Um, I fought the, the, the big Chinese guys in WLF, uh, Yang Zhuo, the main superstar, and Dong Wenfei. I fought... I can't remember. I fought. I fought PTT at Rungrang oh, in, wow. in, in Thai fight. Yes, yes. Damn. I was the closest one to beating him, but I didn't know how to clinch back. But then. no knockout. No knockout. Oh, I, nice. I was, usually, I was, usually PTT he knocks his opponents out. So no, yeah, nice. I've seen. I was, yeah. I was, I was. I did hear surprised. that, like the Thai fight fighters, they all have their own little side bets on who can knock out their opponent the fastest. Well, you lost on me then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But no, because he still won the fight. It was even if it was just, just edged it. It's on YouTube. It was a complete war. Guy, you guys go and watch it. I'm That's just awesome. angry that I didn't know how to clinch properly back then. Because I'm sure if I fight him now, I'm sure I'll beat him. Was that Muay Thai rules or catch? Yes, it was Thai fight three rounds. But um, catch shirk? Um, no, it wasn't. It was it was just normal Muay Thai. Okay. I don't think they allow catch shirk in, in in England. Oh, it was in England. Yes. Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I can't imagine that going down very well. Uh, and then you're gonna go fight online fight. Yes, I fought in Italy online fight a couple of months ago. I really wanted to fight the one, the one in Sweden. For you guys watching Muay Thai, Lion fight goes to Sweden on the 31st of August. And uh, that, that's an event not to be missed. Uh, Magnus Anderson is main event. You, uh, you oh, might nice. know him as uh, the crazy Viking on Instagram. Great fighter. I really wanted to fight him on that show, but I think they got someone else. Uh, and then afterwards, yeah, whenever they they got a date for me, I'm going to go to find, find America online oh, fight. Oh, that's cool. That's really good. 
So what's your current record and any titles? Yes, I've got uh, what, two, three days ago. When did I find England? Saturday. How many days? Yeah, three days like ago. Last week. Yeah, that yeah. was three days ago. That was my 110th fight. Wow. Uh, in, in England, I've got, <laughs> I've got 71 wins. 34 losses and five draw no 35 losses with that one because I lost on points and wow. uh, four draws it's not the best record it's not the worst either it's a pretty good record it's a good record it's a pretty good one <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud of it I plan, I plan to make it a lot better than that yeah and any current titles so I started winning titles when I went to England my first local title was like uh, an ISK southern area oh, I can't nice. remember it was too long ago then I won a K1 English title. Then I started winning Muay Thai English titles. Got a bunch of those. And then we moved to the big scene. I won Raw Combat League world title, mm-hmm. which I defended twice. That was my, my, my best one yet. I've won um, a world title in Italy. IMTKA, I believe that was. WRSA, World Ring Sports Association. I think that that federation has dissolved since. I won the WMC which is quite a big federation. I won WMC uh, Intercontinental title in Hong Kong. That was last year. And I think those are the only ones that matter. So quite a few then. <laughs> yeah, quite a few. Nice. Well. Um, what's your mentality behind training and fighting? Are you like spiritual, religious? Or do you visualize? Do you meditate? I do a little bit of meditation. I do a lot of visualization. visualization. I believe having a clear image of why you want to be uh, in life and what you be, want to be like in a fight and how you want each single motion to look like is very, very important. I believe when you use your, your mind, you put your mind to it, and then you put the, the physical work rate on top of it, the progress doubles. You, it's going to be so much faster, and so you're going to be so much more efficient. So um, I mostly believe in the physical side, like do what must be done. People say it doesn't matter as long as you do your best. I agree with that up to one point but then on the other side your best changes from day to day whereas what must be done is constant so ignore what, what you can do because what you can do today is different from from what you can do tomorrow or yesterday ignore that and just do what you have to do forget how you feel forget how tired you are forget how sick of it you are just do what must be done and then when it's done then you can switch on your feelings again just do what must be done eyes on the prize eyes on the prize that's Definitely. yeah my are you religious no. Spiritual? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's definitely true. I think um, I used to visualize a lot when I was fighting. And even like, you know, when you're half asleep and then you wake yourself up trying to like punch the air. I hate you, those moments. Yeah, you do that, right? <laughs> I hate those moments. <laughs> and how about nutrition? Are you on, on point with nutrition? I'm sponsored by a fighter's friend from, uh, they're actually from Thailand. They have, uh, they do tinctures plant and root extracts they're amazing and then i'm sponsored by usana as well which is vitamins minerals antioxidants and all that they're from america they're the only i'm not sure if they're the only but i i'm I'm sure they were the first platinum rated um supplement company by the food and drug administration from from america they're spectacular they're expensive but they're worth it so i'm sponsored by by them and then uh other than that i've done a lot of research i've invested a lot of time and money into figuring out how uh, my body works mm-hmm. a lot of trial and error and a lot i've invested a lot in, in seminars and nutrition and, and to just just to learn to be more effective and efficient. no I, I think it's really important because you have to take care of your body inside out you know you need to 
understand your body as well because your body is different to somebody else's body you know? of course so it, no it's definitely good to learn as much as you can but it all boils down to the same thing people think uh, people ask me a lot on, on, on social media especially say can you uh, write, write me a diet just, look can't just write you a diet <laughs> you have to like you have to try things and then the, the, it all boils down to be healthier and stop giving in to, to uh, fizzy drinks and your urges you know I do have a fizzy drink every now and again, so I can't tell people to be saints when I'm not. But I'd stay off the, the oils, the fried, the chips and, and all that. And just be healthy. Eat rice and chicken. And I'm not going to tell anyone to be vegetarian or vegan. <laughs> I'm good. not. But don't, everything else, don't eat at certain times. Eat at certain times. Eat carbs, protein, fiber in the morning. Then cut out the carbs in the afternoon. They cut out the, the, the cut out the, the protein in, in, in the evening. Those are just for like diet. Yeah. But as soon as you get a habit of, of being good with your food and working out and training, you won't really need a super specific diet. Mm-hmm. You just need to, to keep doing it. And it won't work in one day. People expect, I'm going to do a set of abs and I'll have a six-pack. No, it just, that doesn't work like that. So if you give up fizzy drinks, you'll feel the difference after about a month. Yeah? If you start training, you'll feel the difference. You will feel the difference after another month. If you do it properly, people around you will feel the training after mm-hmm. more than that. And if you want to cut weight and everything, you have to keep with the same uh, habits, the same healthy habits, for years at a time. It's not yeah. something like, I- I'm going to achieve my, my uh, uh, weight or my whatever purpose for me, my my supreme fitness level and then I'm going to stop and keep this is you'll just go away yeah you have to keep that, that a habit for as long as you can I felt like when I was training hard I felt like my body just craved healthy food it was just craving good nutrition so it was like hand in hand that is that the habit that you formed because after a while you just, you just uh, I wanted to have uh, we used to have what are those things we had what's it we used to have <laughs> what's it and do you remember what's it in yeah game? what's it like yeah. little little the little Corn orange chips. thing. Yeah, cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> cheesy. So we, That's what you crave. Oh, we used to love what's it. And then I walked past the what's it. I'm having this. And then I started having it. Oh, I just want to spit it out and vomit. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. Yeah, but <laughs> because you have it and it's like so chemical and you're so used to chemicals, it's delicious. But once your body stops being used to that, it's like, oh, what, how, how could I have ever have ate that? That's so you know? <laughs> But then I'm sure like after the fight, you want to treat yourself with like, Ice cream or burger oh, or I something. I treat myself to ice cream and burgers. <laughs> Everyth- everything all at once. All the time. And then I cry <laughs> next day when I run. Like, oh, I should have had that burger. <laughs> okay. So I see that you're traveling around with your wife now. Uh, how does she find it? I mean, you, you're taking her all around Thailand and living your Muay Thai life. Uh, just before this subject, let me make something clear. I'm not taking my wife anywhere. She's coming with me. She's her own woman. She's coming with me because she chooses to, yes? yes. So when I go fight somewhere, she says, give me your ticket. And she looks at it and buys her own ticket. And then we, Aww. you know, we go together. But I'm not like, come on, woman, let's go. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. No, I'm, 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 I'm not doing any of that. She loves traveling. I love travel. We both love traveling. It's the thing we have in common. We're always happy when we travel together. Aww. Business always comes first. So if I have to go and fight and I have to be alone for some for a reason or another, she understands. She gives me my, my space. I will be alone. We meet after the fight. Like now, we went to England. We both went together for three weeks. I stayed in the gym. There's a room in the gym. I stayed in that room. She's like, come with me. I have a room just not far. Said, no, I have to be in the gym wow. for this because I want to focus on what I'm doing. I have to be in the gym. And Sorry. 
And uh, we have our priorities in order. We have our priorities set. And then we have our, our joys together as well. That's really nice. It's yes. really nice that she supports you and respects what you do and you respect what she does. And yeah, they can work, they can work it out together because it would be difficult for a lot of other people, I think, in this situation. But it's nice. And that, so how long have you guys been married? We're not. <laughs> what? You can't no, your wife like a second ago. Yeah, because we've been together <laughs> since we were children. Oh. Like, we're not married. Oh, that's super cute. But you said like earlier, she was still in England when you were here in Thailand. So then yes. um, just... Talk me through that situation. I started in Romania first when uh, I was meant to move to Italy and I went to England actually and stayed there. So I stayed in England. That was the first long distance thing we've had. Mm. That lasted about nine months, but it was it was on and off. So maybe three months at a time with with a two week break, and it was very very hard. Uh, at our, at those times, we had a lot of energy. When you're young, you have a lot of energy, but your your purpose might not be as clear. Even though you know what I want to be the best in the world, um, it might not be specific. Whereas when um, I went to Thailand, so we went to England seven years, then I came to Thailand one year, I was here by myself, exactly one year. Wow. I was here by myself and she was there. But it was a lot easier to keep our relationship going. It's, it's not easy, but it was easier mm-hmm. because of uh, the clarity of our purposes. We knew what we had to do and we knew that this is what had to be done. And then in the end, it was, it was quite emotional and intense, but we managed, we pulled through. To everyone who's trying this, Long-distance relationships do not work, okay? So get together, find a way to do whatever you're doing together. <laughs> find a way to enjoy wherever you are together. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Don't kid yourself with the stuff you see in the movies. You're going to have to compromise, and compromise is the enemy of progress. That's wisdom, wisdom from the wolf. Yeah, just <laughs> have, you, have you met any difficulties living in Thailand? Any cultural clashes? Only at first, but it's not cultural clashes, it's bureaucracy clashes. Mm. And nobody's going to teach you in school how to get a visa for Thailand, you, you, <laughs> you know. Like, what you learn in school, maths and chemistry and all that, which are great, but then... Uh, <laughs> get a visa for Thailand. Yeah, the, so I'm like, how do I get to Thailand? My country's in the European Union, so yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, easy, same as the English. Because my, all my English friends that were going to Thailand, they were telling me, you go to the airport, you get a stamp for a month, easy, and then you get in, and then you get out, and... And I'm thinking I'm going to fight internationally every month. So I'm sorted, basically. It's set for me. And uh, I get there, and it's not like that. Of course, I researched it online first, but in three different places, you find three different sources with three different explanations. I'm like, what do I believe? For what, what, how do I I think the, the visa situation in Thailand is always changing. Always changing yeah. as well. At, at the time I came, there was a little bit of a language barrier as well. Mm. It, it has got, gotten a lot better. But when it has to be very specific and very uh, proper there was a bit of a language barrier. Like like a missing connection word, like a simple ah uh, or the, <laughs> it can make a big difference sometimes. And uh, I ended up, so I got my, my visa from, from England and then I came to, to Thailand. The first one month and a half was great. Then I had my international fight in Hong Kong. I didn't know I had to get a re-entry permit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. So I went, I came back with a, with, a, with a champion belt. I'm like, yes, I'm so happy. I'm ecstatic. Five minutes later, I'm crying in the airport because they wouldn't let me back in the country. No. Well, my coach is, 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 is across with my bag that has my passport and my money in my car. <laughs> oh, my God. What and did I, you do? And, what? I woke up the, the woman. Find me a way to get me back in the country. She woke up the boss, our former boss, her actual boss from, from England. Find me a way to get me back in the country. So uh, I think, what happened then? Did you wire me some money? 
Yeah, in the end, she found a way. She wired me some money, and luckily, I knew all my bank details, so I knew all the numbers I didn't need. Whoa! Yeah, I'm very good with numbers. I know passports. That's as soon different as, from Muay Thai fighter. As soon as I see, <laughs> or, or like a password, it takes me like literally three seconds to memorize numbers. If there are letters involved, it's going to be a lot harder. But with numbers, I can just remember Whoa. things. And uh, I managed to 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 buy myself a, a ticket out of the country because. You only get visa on, as a Romanian. You only get visa on on arrival if you have a ticket out, and it's only two weeks. It's not it's not a, a, a one month stamp. Two weeks. Yeah, so wow. two weeks, and then you have to go get an extension. Extension is meant to be one month, but as a Romanian, you get one week. And I, <laughs> I didn't know that either. So then you the next day you're stuck in immigration. Like, what am I doing here? What is going on with my life? People running around you like a swarm of the bees. Everyone's going everywhere nobody knows what nobody knows that any idea what they're doing and i'm just there like yes what now and then you realize oh i have to go learn a new experience and i have to learn a, a new paperwork and i have to learn a new habit and a new custom and so about the cultural clashes this is at one point it was absolute ecstasy like winning my final opinion that was absolute agony because i didn't know how to react to that and things happen another ecstasy i won my belt in uh, hong kong agony couldn't get back in the country <laughs> and, and so forth so you adapt to, to everything but cultural as in um, a personal and people's point of view i haven't had any single i never pretend to bring my traditions to another country because i'm a guest in your country i won't come right. here and force my christmas upon you yeah or like in england you're not allowed to say merry christmas because some other religion yes no you, way. you have to say happy holidays because other religions get offended like i didn't know that understand human that you are a guest if you come into my house and i ask you to take your shoes off and you don't i'll kick you out of my house <laughs> no fair. But, that's fair that's yeah fair, so yeah. when cultural clashes happen is because people do not know their place right and they have the audacity to make demands like you are not here for that you are here as a guest I am here and I appreciate the chance that I have here to learn Muay Thai. And I love the, the friendliness of the people. And I love the, the, the fact that he can't afford food up for himself. But if he can see that I'm hungry, it gives me half of his. Mm. I've never seen that anywhere else. So there's no cultural clashes for me from that point of view. But I know of many of the ones you're thinking of. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, when you're saying about, about the food, Thailand is a very sharing culture. They do sh- share food. So be, be prepared. When you go out for a meal, you, you tend to share, share food. Yes. But it's a nice oh, thing. yes, yes. Just quickly re- regarding that. I, I never shared food. I would stab you with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I've been taught. So I eat off the floor sometimes because I've been taught not to waste food in, in, in my country. Right. Uh, especially when we were going training, like, uh, what do you call it? The training stage up in the mountains. And we had like two eggs left and there were six of us. And one of them just shoved the egg in, in his mouth. And all of, all of us were slapping him on the back of the head. So we spit out the egg. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, those are the kinds of experiences that we've been used to. And then we went together and you have that, that center barbecue thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea how to react. And then with, the, with the soup on the round Yeah, the with, edge, the, right? with the soup. Bugatat, and then, and yeah. then with, the, with, the, with the chopsticks. I yeah. had no idea how to eat with the chopsticks. I was looking at Buka with the tear in my eye. Like, <laughs> I'm really hungry, but I don't know what to do now. And Buka was just cooking for me. Oh, <laughs> like, oh bless. Bless him. How cute was that? <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> Oh, um, so so now you've kind of figured out the visa situation, though, right? It's, it's as you said, it's constantly changing. Mm. So I'm still on a tourist visa for two years. Do not follow my example. I am not a good example. Okay, I'm gonna get an education visa now because I thought I was gonna get a work permit with Banjamek, but then oh. it, it just happened that we separated. Uh, 
then I, I became financially unstable again and then we didn't know what we were going to settle mm-hmm. so I couldn't get an education visa in Chiang Mai when I was about to move to Huahen. By the way, from Chiang Mai to Huahen, guess how I traveled? Not by a bike. Yes, by a bike. <laughs> Oh, no. By a one two five scooter, so I I, 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 I bought it. I bought it. Uh, Buokao Village is an hour north of Chiang Mai, so from Buokao Village down to Hua Hin, no, you're down, crazy. A little bit down to down to to Bangkok. Uh, I've done what is it, six hundred miles? About eight hundred kilometers? Five hundred miles? Yeah, about eight hundred kilometers I've done. So it's sixty something, then plus five. Yeah, about five five hundred kilometers. I've done that in one day. On Songkran Day, I I completely forgot it was oh, Songkran no. Day. So we uh, <laughs> Songkran is Thai New Year, by the way, the water festival. Where so they people splash you with splash, <laughs> splash water on you, no matter what you're wearing, no matter what situation you're in, they're gonna splash water on you. It is forever. It is amazing fun. You have to be out on Songkran Day and just get splashed because it's so hot and it's so refreshing. So Adina went <laughs> uh, went on a flight from Chiang Mai with most of the bags, and then I loaded the the, the little one two five scooter with as many bags as I could, and there you go. It was amazing through Chiang Mai and the cities because you're you're so hot and people slash water like come 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 yeah bring it bring it Chiang Mai is a crazy place for Songkran actually it's one of the most like favorite places to go for Thai New Year it is buzzing it is buzzing it's amazing but then uh, as soon as you get out of Chiang Mai I had no idea how water felt on your skin at 100 kilometers an hour (laughs) cold no it's like hitting a rock. (laughs) <laughs> so imagine jumping in the pool from like the fourth floor or something yeah because I thought yeah this is going to be so refreshing now the guy with the water like yeah yeah come 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 and I'm doing a hundred like <gasps> oh <laughs> so dangerous yeah that was that was not pleasant and your wife was with you at no, the time no she was she was, oh, uh, she was in, in the airplane yeah she had she had landed in, in Bangkok and was Smart me. Me. <laughs> damn yeah don't do that either yeah, in, don't don't even drive a scooter during Songkran. Like that's like the most accidents happen during that time. It's April thirteenth to fifteenth, and yeah, it's a huge water festival all around the country, and yeah, it's quite dangerous. So if you're gonna do it and you crash, no. So if you're gonna do it and you don't crash, it's beautiful. And if you do it and you crash, at least you've done something beautiful. And <laughs> you crash. That's a nice way to put it, I suppose. <laughs> so, so right now, you're just living off your fight earnings? Uh, we earn money together at this time. So uh, Adina, my wife, she can, uh, my not wife, wife, she can work her job that happens in England. She can work it online from Thailand. Oh, she just perfect. has to adjust the schedule. And my fight purse, yes, that's what, what we're doing. But for a long time, it's just been my fight purse. Now that we have two incomes together, it's a lot Oh, that's More. perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's really a lot nice. easier. Um, what are your biggest challenges that you faced on this journey so far, and any regrets? There are a few regrets here and there, but it's nothing that I could have, I, I can think of, of saying, "Ah, oh, that was a bad decision. That crossroad, I should have turned right instead of left on my way of life." No, it's just things that you go and you don't know the way. And oh, I'm just going to go this way and then figure it out on the way so things that happen and there's absolutely no way that you could have known different and you've done it and then afterwards you're like okay next time this happens mm-hmm. I can I can do it differently but that's normal um, on, the, on the Muay Thai journey on the fighting journey on, on any journey to be honest journey. yeah you're gonna you, meet you can't have regrets because things have happened already everything that has happened good good or bad has led you to the point where you're going now if you have a clear vision 
and, uh, and, and a strong passion about where you're going, whatever happens is going to lead you to the right place. If you haven't got that, whatever happens is going is to mess up your targeting system, your direction. You, you're not going to have, you're just going to go where the wind takes you. you know? How about the most rewarding aspects of this lifestyle? Of what lifestyle? The Muay Thai training and living in Thailand and... Oh yeah, I get to gym. I get to play video games in between sessions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about your nap? Don't take a nap. Of course, I take a nap. What do you mean? <laughs> but, but then I, I I crawl out of bed, I wash my face, and then I play can, video I game. can play a little video game. How about in your free time? What do you like to do? That's my free time. <laughs> like the, your day off. Sleep. Just sleep. No, I like to do. There's so many. Things. There's a list of things that I'm thinking on Saturday evening. Say, I'm gonna do this, 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 and then you wake up suddenly. Like, oh, I can't move. And uh, and your 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 friends or whatever goes, yeah, let's go to the beach. I'm like, you know. Yeah, because I was gonna say like, now you move to Hoihin, you're like at the beach. No. So you don't go. I I go sometimes, but rarely because I'm just too tired. Because I train, I give and your wife? everything. I'm sure she wants to go. She trains a lot. Oh, you both. She's train. a very hard working ah. girl. Yes, she does the body pump. She does Muay Thai as well. Oh, cool. But she does a lot of physical stuff. At the same gym, so not right now you're at Sit Jiao Po gym. Sit Jiao Po, yes. Mm-hmm. How is it? It's everything I've ever wanted. Aww. It's small, and because it's not as famous as other gyms. But uh, those twins, they are famous. They are yes, they are fantastic. Uh, one of them lives in Sweden now. He's married, oh. has a family in Sweden, yes. And one of them runs a, the gym in um, in in Wuhan. And their knowledge and skill level is amazing. And everybody you ask, everybody, many people that you ask that are fighters and come here as fighters, they're going to say, Sijupo is the best fighters gym in Thailand. Because, wow. because of the way they train you, they invest so much passion in, into sharing the knowledge that, that they hold. And whenever they go back to their countries, they perform mm-hmm. better. It is, it is amazing. I love it. For me, it's everything I've wanted. Oh, that's perfect. So then they're improving your technique as well. That's really nice because some gyms that you go to, they, they don't really they don't really focus so much on the technique. They just want you to go and kick pads and spar and they see that you're at a good level already so they're not as, uh, they don't see that your technique is in, as important. Yeah, they focus a lot of, on fitness but not because they're like bad trainers. Or anything. It's just because it's just they, 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 they think that's what you want and they mm-hmm. think, yeah, if, if I train him hard, he's going to get tired and he's going to be very happy by the fact that he got tired. Whereas sometimes, like, look, I'm, I'm, fitness is very important. If you're not fit in Muay Thai, goodbye. You, you, you're not going to win. But what, was it, what were we talking about? Technique. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> right, teaching right. technique. Right, right. Uh, rather than I'm, just the fitness. I'm, I'm here as a fight, as an experienced fighter. As a beginner fighter, yeah, dude, you're going to learn by doing. So if, if it makes you do a thousand kicks, don't hate that trainer. Because the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more you do it, the more he can explain to you. I can't explain all uh, as a i teach a lot in england if i find a beginner if a beginner comes to me and asks me how to kick i tell him the first two three basic things like swing your hand get up on your toes and turn your leg if you start telling him more like push your hips through and all that it's going to be too much. Too, too much information so the more he does it the more his body his body's going to learn it and the more you can teach him now when a trainer tells you to do a thousand kicks in thailand just do that thousand kicks when you get to 400, he's going to tell you something else. When you get to 650, he's going to tell you something else and so forth. But at the level I am now, I'm doing thousands of those kicks every day. And I want to learn specifics, specifics that are hard to access mm-hmm. in, uh, in other, other places. Because I've been, I've been thinking about, sometimes in, uh, we were training in London and people came to Thailand and they came back not as good as they went. 
because they went to like a tourist gym where oh. all they done was that 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 fitness thing. So I'm thinking they know those trainers know as well, but the way you presented yourself uh, allowed them to train you in a certain way. Yeah. Like I'm there. I'm as soon as I went, I said, "Look, I want to fight." I don't care what, how you're going to look at me or what you're going to think about me. This is it. I'm here to fight. I'm going to firstly prove myself to you that I've got a work ethic. So I'm not going to waste your time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then after I've proven myself to you, I want access to all that information. And all this happens mentally and also physically as well. But you don't talk about it. Sorry. Because a lot of people talk about fighting. I want to fight. I want to be the best in the world. But then once they see how hard it is, so oh, sort of changed my mind. Because like when they come <clears throat> to Thailand, like like you said, they go to the tourist Muay Thai gym and they just have fun and they go to the beach and they go training and yeah, that's, that's what they think the life is. That's like, not that's not... not the fighter's life. And when they say, "Oh man, you're living the dream," and I'm thinking, oh, "If you only knew what the dream is, you, you <laughs> probably wouldn't like." You know, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, and the the knowledge is there. Even at the tourist gym, even whatever gym you go, the knowledge is there. But the way you present yourself to that knowledge. Mm makes them uh makes the trainers react so they only react to you and you form a bond within with that trainer if you go there to have a vacation and some training then that's what they're going to do whereas i'm here to have training and then maybe some vacation and then they're gonna they're gonna react differently to you mm. oh it's nice um, and who are your training partners are just one of the twins and there is it is there any other foreign fighters at the gym there is always a constant uh supply of foreign fighters because the gym is not as famous as as we said uh let's say Banchamek or Yokao or uh the Phuket ones all of them there are only people there that have done their research and know about mm. Muay Thai so even the ones that are not fighters they still know how to spar properly and you 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 always get a, a, a constant resupply of fighters and then there are the the standard ones, uh, one of the twins, Crew F, we call him Peto Sijopo. There's uh, Charles Johnson from America, probably the hardest clincher, foreign clincher I've ever seen. Oh, nice. And uh, all the trainers that, that fight on Max, Jai Pet, Chalam Pet, Nain Pet, and, and, and so on. Oh, that's great. I think Sijopo is, uh, is pretty popular with Americans because they have a good Instagram presence. Yes. Yeah, yes. and that's really big in America. So yeah, for all the gyms, I would say get on Instagram, like do as much as you can on that. So, any upcoming fights? Yes, I've got. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm going to try and get two fights on on Max up until September, at least one. Uh, that's not confirmed, no dates, no weight division, but it will happen. And then 27th of September, I've got finally. I've got a fight in Romania. Finally, I've been trying. Oh, nice! And is that Muay Thai? No, it's going to be kickboxing, okay. but I'm still using my Muay Thai technique. So, no elbows, but other than that, I'm still punching and kicking people in the face, which is awesome. I've been trying to find Romania for a long time. It finally happened now financially and everything is, is sorted. Yes. Uh, I've got Singapore in December. And again, I'm, I'm trying to look for something in between. And Lion Fighter are, 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 are fighting me one in America. I'm really hoping to get one before the end of the year and not after New Year's because I haven't had a Christmas with my family. And Aww. I can't remember how long and I really want to go home for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Will your family be coming to your fight in Romania? I goddamn hope so. <laughs> is it the same city that you live? No, 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 it's quite far, but it's the same country you can yeah. drive. Yeah. Uh, my mom, bless her, and my, my youngest brother, they came to London for my last one. Aww, I was so happy that's to so have nice. seen yeah, it's my so, mom. How, so they're fully supportive of your fighting life? They are now. <laughs> they, are. they weren't in the beginning. That's usually how it is, though. They usually oh, like always, always. don't. They don't want to see their family member, your know, son, or their brother, or whatever, get hit. In the so face. my youngest brother, he's a. How old is my brother? 
yes, whatever she said, 16, 15, 17. He's a very good swimmer. There's 14 year difference. I'm going to turn 31. He's going to turn. Wow. Yes. That's a big difference. Yes. So that, that, that was right. Um, he's one of the best swimmers in the country. And then he came to England for a few days. I was just finishing off the five camp the way and everything. He started training with my trainer. He's like, Mom, I want to switch to, to fighting. Oh, no. Mom, 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 <laughs> mom was like, don't you dare. I'll actually I'll get back. Get the fuck back here. <laughs> I will kill you. I can't handle two sons doing, oh, no. <laughs> doing, doing that. That's so funny. Yeah, there's four of us. Uh, I've, I've chose this path. They all chose their own. The youngest one, he likes the sports life as well. The other two, they're computer programmers. Very good. Wow. At as well. yes. That's very but, different though. Mm. Sports and then computer. That's good. Um, so you got, that's your upcoming fights. And is there any, any things that you'd like to see be improved in the Muay Thai industry in Thailand? What do you mean by proved? Improved. Improved. Yeah. I know like, sometimes it's I difficult. Like, I like us to get more money. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's very true. In Thailand, Thailand has done a lot. Thailand is, I think Thailand has done most of what it could do for Muay Thai for now. Thailand has done workout. Buokao himself yes. is the man that brought Muay Thai, audi- Muay Thai to a larger audience on the planet than all of the other fighters, including Sanchai, com- combined. Yeah. So he's brought Muay Thai to a larger audience than anyone else or in all of them combined. So what Thailand has done a lot for Muay Thai, but what we can do for Muay Thai as foreign fighters is improve our technique and our level and help our countries understand uh, clinching and, and the way that the Muay Thai works and not just the gambling side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's true. Like when you said that like, foreigners go to Thailand and then their technique kind of get lost a little bit or they maybe their mindset that's, towards... That, uh, don't generalize it too far. I said some people some do that. People. Because that's what they want out of it. They're thinking, I'm going to go in Thailand and improve. But then you're at the beach all day. That doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go to yeah I'm gonna go get a few fights and then yeah but you're in the club drinking every night so yeah. you're gonna get a, a fight in some bar mm-hmm. you know that's not gonna improve your if you wanna commit to it you have to commit to it you have to be separate from all the distractions all the clubbing all the partying all the video games in my case or whatever you just have to be in the gym all day long and sleeping when you're not in the gym. And that's, that's that. You have one day a week when you're thinking, I'm going to do so many things and you won't because you're too tired. And all you want to do is just tell everyone to leave you alone and sleep. That is the only way. There that's is true. no other way. What motivates you and how do you stay motivated? I just have a purpose that I've set and I'm, I'm a firm believer in do what must be done. So a man... This is advice for everyone. And many of you will disagree with it because you're not able to do it. So man up and do it or don't. I don't care. A man is only as good as his word. So if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you're weak. You're, you're not a man. That's, that's that. So if I, no matter how small the, the thing is, if you feel like, ah, oh, I just don't feel like doing it now. And you find an excuse and you call the other person and you say, look, that's not going to work because whatever reason, you are not a man. So I believe in doing what I said that I would do. I said to myself that I would reach my purpose. And I set a purpose that's very unrealistic. So even though I might not reach it, I'm still mm-hmm. going to get damn close to it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's, well, that's my second question. Um, what's your goal? Uh, before I retire, 300 fights. 300 <laughs> fights. That means I have to fight 20 times a year for the next 10 years. And I'm already old. 
<laughs> wow. And uh, and the, the the other part of it, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. To, to myself. No, it's just know that, that if I get anywhere near that, that goal, I'm going to be one of the best fighters that has ever lived. And how long do you see yourself staying in Thailand until you reach that goal? Or you think you can go out, out, outside of Thailand and, and complete, complete the goal somewhere else? I have no idea how to answer that question. I am so happy with my life here at the moment. And I feel like I'm just barely scratching the surface of my potential and the potential of the gym I'm in that I can't really think... I have a lot of plans after fighting as well. I have a lot of businesses planned afterwards, but I need to, to be grafting a lot more and I need to, to do a lot of... I need to accomplish a lot more than I've accomplished. Even though I've accomplished a lot more than when I started, I have a lot a long way to go in fighting. And for now, this is all I want to focus on. So I'm, I'm not sure. I've, I see myself in Thailand for a few years at least. That's nice. Yeah, like you said, you just changed, changed your gym like four months ago and you're really enjoying it there. So yeah, you need to fill that gym a little bit more and like you said, represent it longer. So um, what's your advice for any aspiring fighters before coming to Thailand? Figure out what you aspire to. That's the first step. And once you figure out what you aspire to and want to be, just break it down, plan it. Do what must be done and all on the way, all the plan, every single bit of the plan that you made is going to fall apart and adapt to whatever it is in, in such a way to you that, that you're going to achieve your, your, your goals. Because you don't know, because nobody's going to tell you, nobody's going to teach you in school how to become a superstar or whatever. Um, if you want to learn how to make money, look at the richest person in, that you can, you can meet. Not, the, not some like teacher that drives you know a toyota corolla he doesn't know he hasn't got money he doesn't know how to teach how to teach you if your parents have done have already walked the road that you 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 want the, the path that you want to walk you can listen to them if they haven't they're going to give you advice because they're thinking in some way but the way they're thinking is different than the, the path you're going to walk so Break it down and then adapt, and don't listen to advice uh, other than it's it's from other than the one that, that comes from the people that have already done it. Example: When I was talking to Buakau, towards English, towards Thai, a little bit of sign language, he relays the message is very expressive. Every conversation that I've had with him, I felt that he's already been through what I'm going, and I can mm-hmm. you can feel the weight of what he's been through in his life carrying on his shoulders, and just it was amazing. It's a feeling like wow, this, he's actually done what I want to do mm-hmm. and more. And every sentence that he utters to you, every word that, that he speaks feels into place, like it's falling into place. It's not thinking about something. He's already done it, he's so he's it. speaking from experience. That's what I'm talking about. Break down your plan, adapt, and learn from the people that speak from experience, like me. That's so <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to say? <clears throat> no. No, you're good? All right, then. Thank you, Alex, for being on the show. Oh, yeah. No, I thought about that. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, sorry, go on, go on. I, I thought just, just about purpose. But no, thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah, great fun talking you. to it's you. Yeah, thank you. It was really awesome. It was so interesting as well. Um, yeah, so thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, thank you all for listening to this episode. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the Jay Marissa podcast and And follow Alex Buble1 on Instagram and Alex Ulfheed and Buble on Facebook. Thank you very much. We'll add that in.